In 2018, the voters of Pitt County, North Carolina, helped make history when they elected the first African-American female sheriff in the state of North Carolina. NCJA 1014. Sheriff Paula Dance has been in law enforcement for over 30 years, the majority of which have been in Pitt County. Sheriff Dance, thank you for your time, but mostly your leadership and willingness to lend insights into your journey. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here and thank you for having me. As I noted in the beginning of our segment, your law enforcement career started some 30 years ago. And if I recall correctly, it didn't exactly begin the way you anticipated. Tell us about your experience of getting into basic law enforcement training and your indoctrination of your first job. Yeah, so, and I often tell people, um, you know, you'll hear, you'll hear people say that, you know, I always grew up wanting to be a law enforcement officer. Well, that, that was not true for me because, I, you know, I didn't grow up thinking, oh, when I grow up, I want to be a law enforcement officer. It happened to be, it was more of a happenstance that uh, got me into this arena before I realized what my niche was in life. Um, and, you know, I started off by going into a sheriff's office and and, and working as a clerk slash jailer. And then one day I had a sudden epiphany. This is, oh man, this is what I love to do. I love going into work every day. And I used to watch the guys, and I say guys, go in and out and and uh, deal with the public that came in and, and how they dealt with the public by looking at their cases uh, when they would come in and type their reports. And, and again, I, it was then that I had a sudden epiphany that this was my niche, this was my career, this is what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Sent myself through the academy and um, went to work during the day and went to, to the academy at night and came back with my certification and says, hey, here I am, I've, I've got my certification and I'm ready to be an officer. They swore me in, gave me a gun and a badge but then told me that I would have to stay in the office. Uh, at that point in Martin County, they did not believe in women being on the road. Um, of course, that didn't stop me. Um, and it was later in life for me. I was married with three children. Um, but I was I was uh, deterred, but determined, and um, determined not to be deterred. And uh, came to Pitt County and put in an application. It was perfect timing. And I was a twofer as I say, uh, a minority in two ways. I was a woman and I was African-American. Um, and uh, they, uh, within a month, uh, they did my background and within a month, I was working as a deputy sheriff on patrol here in Pitt County and um, have been here ever since. I've you know worked my way up through patrol and and within three years, I was promoted the sergeant of a newly formed domestic violence unit that we had here, where we were beginning to address the issues of uh, domestic violence. We, we were realizing how many people we were losing to that um, as far as their lives. And shortly thereafter, I was promoted to a major crimes investigator, um, went on to go to 
uh, well, as a major crimes investigator, I investigated some of the most high-profile murder cases here in Pitt County, went on to become a lieutenant of the investigative unit, became the captain of the um, entire investigative unit at that point to include the uh, narcotics unit. And then in 2013 was my first major milestone when I became the first uh, female African-American major in the history of Pitt County Sheriff's Office. Um, stayed in that position until uh, the sheriff before me, Sheriff Elks, whom I love dearly, um, decided he was no longer going to run for sheriff. He was he was hanging up his handcuffs and, and was going to go home and enjoy his family. I looked around me. Um, and of course, I only saw men in the um, upper administrative uh, area. And um, but I, I knew that I was the most qualified person to uh, continue to lead this office. I knew that I had a vision that was maybe a little different, but that I wanted to bring that vision uh, to the sheriff's office. And, and you know, I often tell people I didn't run because I was African-American and I didn't run because I was a woman. I just happened to be the most qualified person uh, to carry this office on and happened to be a woman and happened to be African-American. It has been such a great honor to lead the way for other women in law enforcement to know that there is not a certain a position that you get to, and then that's just it for you. I've broken that glass ceiling, and I have that opening for other women to follow behind and to come through and to continue to break other ceilings. Just an absolute great story. At the end of his third term, Sheriff Elks decided to retire, and obviously you decided to run for sheriff. But there was an incident, actually a defacing of one of your campaign signs. Talk about that and feel free to include your feelings after you saw it. Yeah. So, you know, running um, for sheriff for me um, had several, I knew it would have several obstacles. One um, being a female, and there'd never been another female. And certainly there was those conversations about the ability um, of a woman to lead an agency. The second um, obstacle was the race, you know, uh, my ethnicity, uh, uh, what color I was, what I looked like. And, um, you know, this particular campaign, and, and, and it reared its ugly head at times through social media, through um, messages left on my campaign line um, that I often, you know, never even spoke about. And um, this particular incident was one that um, I could not be ignored. It was very blatant. Um, and as a matter of fact, I was on my way to a uh, church to speak on a Sunday during during the camp um, during the campaign trail, and um, happened to go through an area and looked over and saw one of my signs uh, that had been nailed to the stop sign, and it had um, a Confederate flag placed over my face and some um, wording up there. I can't exactly remember what it was. Um, what the wording was on it. And I was stunned. Um, I, was, I was stunned uh, to see that. I was a little bit in shock. I, I had to turn around and come back and I had to sit there for a minute to let it sink in exactly what I was seeing. 
And once it sank in, of course, I made the appropriate calls to have someone come um, from uh, the sheriff's office to uh, retrieve the sign uh, in hopes of looking uh, for evidence that would lead back to the perpetrator of um, of that. Now, this wasn't just um, your typical, and, and all, all um, people who are running for office will have complaints about missing signs, had some of those too. Um, or, you know, different little things. Um, but this was very egregious um, in the sense of the uh, symbolic nature of the uh, flag being placed over my face. Um, that sent a message that was not in words, but rather in, um, you know, what that meant. And so certainly, um, you know, that information was turned over to an outside agency. Unfortunately, uh, they were not able to retrieve um, any evidence to tie it back in. Since then, um, you know, since I've been sheriff, um, I have um, given some further information that I learned uh, through uh, another investigation of, of, of where this possibly came from. But yes, it reared its ugly head. Um, and I think that was um, more shocking than some of the messages that that were left um, on my campaign line. But at the end of the day, I had to remember what the goal was. You know, um, would I love to fix all of the uh, race relations that all the ills um as it pertains to race relations, I absolutely would. Um, but unfortunately, there's, I don't think there's anyone that can do that at this point. And all we can do is continue to put, do our little part to make those things better. And, and hopefully it, it trends across our, our world and our nation. And, and um, everyone would come to recognize that each and every person has some reason for being here and some addition or, you know, something to offer to the world um, in, in our time. And so mine, I feel, is, you know, in, in what's going on in the climate that's um, that we're facing today, uh, I just feel like I'm in the right place at the right time and uh, with an ability to understand all around me because I wear two hats. I wear a hat when I'm in this uniform. I, I support law enforcement. Obviously, I do every day. I put on a badge and a gun and come out to, to uh, help protect the people of this community and the people of the state of North Carolina. But there's a point of time that I take this uniform off and, um, and I see the other side of the coin in some respects as well. So I have to find that happy median, medium and I have to um, recognize that um, I'm a part of both worlds and I've just got to make it work. It gives me an ability to, to see both sides of that coin. I am a coin and there's two sides to me and, um, and I want to live my life and, and, and my profession in such a way that uh, is an example to everyone else um, uh, in the world, in our community, uh, in the nation.
wow. Whether you know it or not, you just delivered a very powerful message, and I hope people were listening. Sheriff Dance, once again, an honor to speak with you, and thank you so much for sharing your very deep personal feelings as well. Thank you for having me. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. We have come a long way, but there is much more work to be done. February is designated as Black History Month across our nation. We thank you for listening as the North Carolina Justice Academy celebrates Black History Month. Be on the lookout for new episodes concerning de-escalation, resiliency, officer awareness, and a dedicated series in April on child advocacy and what officers need to know in helping to protect our most vulnerable population. Until our next podcast episode, please stay safe. NCJA 1014.